Hey everybody, it's Dr. Michaela Keegan Yadley here, Michaela from here on out, and I've spent the last 20 years in education really honing my craft in connecting with other people, in connecting with students and connecting with teachers and bringing high quality instruction and professional learning to them. I'm excited to take that on the road and into podcast world so that I can reach more people across the country. And really what I set out to do is to bring you incredible value through either my own insights and especially insights of others who have a lot to offer and share. It's been a tough couple of years in education. Let's have some fun. Let's learn a lot. Reach out to me if you ever have anything you want me to cover on this. And until I hear from you, enjoy our episodes. This podcast episode is brought to you by the 3D Printing Man. Get everything from custom food bowls for your pets to chore lists for your family in more than 15 vibrant colors, all custom designed. Visit his store on Etsy by searching the 3D Printing Man, all one word. Again, that's the 3D Printing Man on Etsy and get 10% off with the code DISSECTED. All right, before we jump into today's episode, I just want to let you know I am so excited to officially announce our summer live free virtual event titled Self-Taught, How to Have the Year You Want Next Year. I'm really excited because I know that teachers want to have a joyful year um, where they're equipped to handle all the more challenging things that COVID and the pandemic learning year has brought to us. And I'm excited to actually help that happen. So you can go to drkeganyadley.com. I'm going to mention it in our episodes also. And you can sign up for uh, this free live event. Um, I'll send you reminders about it. It's really going to be amazing because what I want more than anything is for you to have the transformation that you want, which is enjoying teaching again and being equipped to handle the new challenges that we have in the face of what's happened over the past couple of years. But without further ado, let's get right into our episode. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Uh, we are a day late on getting this episode out. I apologize. Um, I don't know, just life busy, uh, end of year stuff. So I know actually that some of you out there are like two or three weeks into your summer break. And where I am, we are a solid, a solid week and a half to two and a half weeks out from summer break starting. So uh, it's always wild to me to hear um, and see the difference in our in our school schedules. So today, what I wanted to do was essentially announce and kick off our Dissect Ed Summer Series. You're going to see me looking down at some notes because, again, it's another solo episode, um, and so I'm not sharing a conversation with somebody else, and you're also going to hear the dogs in the background. Wouldn't be a Dissect Ed episode if we didn't hear them. Um, so the Summer series for Dissected is really focused on how to have the year you want next year. Now that's pretty, that's pretty broad, but I'm going to break it down for you so that you know what to expect and understand this kind of why um, this is what the focus is. I have spent the last, well, I spent the last two and a half years in various roles uh, throughout the pandemic. So when everything shut down in 2020, I was actually a high school principal. I had already made the decision that that would be my last year as high school principal. Um, it had nothing to do with the pandemic, but then the pandemic happened, uh, you know, as I was kind of wrapping up my time as a principal. And so I was serving in that capacity 
ending a school year, figuring out, I mean, I'd never heard of Zoom before, literally hadn't heard of Zoom. I can't believe that I hadn't heard of it. Now we live with it. Um, so from figuring out how to do distance learning, remote learning, um, how to reach kids who who, you know, weren't engaging, how to make sure people were safe, your staff was safe, how to figure all that out. I was a principal at that time. When I transitioned out of that role, what I went back to was where my heart was happy um, and that was in the classroom. So I actually taught that very first year after the shutdown in a middle and high school in Hartford, Connecticut. And I was a special ed teacher, loved it. But I will say the it was very, very difficult to teach remotely, and especially when we went to hybrid, um, where we had, uh, well, it's, it was called a lot of different things wherever you are, but where we had a group of students in front of us, and then a group of students online in the same class period. That was so challenging for lots of reasons, but really for me, the, the toughest part was just you know, feeling like I had all these students in front of me and having such a hard time engaging students online at the same time. And I felt like they were missing out. And that just always, you know, didn't really sit right with me. Um, and then this past year, I actually went back to the classroom. I continued in the school. And I was so excited um, just to have it, what we would call, I think I'll call like back to normal year. And I remember the feeling in August when some of you may have already been back in school. We were not yet. And it started to come out that, you know, there was this new variant and masks were back and like all these, like it just felt like the world came crashing down for me as a teacher. And I was kind of, you know, thinking about my colleagues and what this meant for kids and for them. So I actually ended up not finishing the year. I didn't even finish October because I had had a lot of, you know, a big eye injury over the summer, fell down the stairs, broke the eye socket. And um, yeah, I mean, without going into all of it in detail, uh, I, I couldn't work. I tried, um, but I had double vision and I, I couldn't make it through a day. So I ended up having to stop and have, I'm going on my third surgery next, uh, in a couple of weeks, but much better now, but I, I couldn't stay um, in that role and broke my heart. And at the same time, I was able to coach a principal um, because it required less of me being uh, up and having to like, focus on a lot of things at once. And I had the cert my first surgery, able to support her and able to transition into something that my body could actually handle physically. I had the flexibility to attend the millions of uh, medical appointments that I've had this past year. Um, so, and I've been working with and coaching teachers virtually across the country all, the, all of this past school year. So you could say that I have had a real diverse set of experiences throughout the pandemic. And what I have heard consistently now from teachers is that this was the most challenging year, the cha most challenging year in education um, ever. And I, I would agree. I, I don't know that there's, I mean, I've been in education for 20 years. I also have heard people say like, I still love teaching and this was the most challenging year. Those two things can be true, right? At the same time. Um, but it was really, really hard, hard for, and not just for teachers, for, for principals, for social work. I mean, for everybody who's in education. 
I heard that. I heard a lot of people um, who have were, have been in education around the same amount of time that I have. So I mean, I entered teaching 17 years ago um, and probably the group from like, say, teaching 12 to 18, 20 years, they keep saying to me, Michaela, um, I just want to feel that joy. Like it just doesn't feel the way it used to feel when I started teaching. And I understand that because a lot of things changed. So it wasn't just the pandemic that changed education. We were actually going through a lot of changes and a lot of challenges prior to things being shut down um, in March of 2020. And having a conversation with somebody yesterday, it was really more like the pandemic kind of opened it up and exposed a lot of the cracks in the foundation and, and things that were wrong with the onion just fell open. Um, but we had been already experiencing uh, different challenges that uh, as teachers and as, as principals. And it was very different than when I started teaching in 2005. So I've heard that from a lot of people who are really incredible teachers I mean, like old colleagues of mine who absolutely loved teaching and now are like, I can't find any joy in it. So, and that's all the way to like people who are in there, maybe first, second, third, fifth year of teaching saying like, what is happening? Um, so teachers want more joy. They want the joy back or they just want more joy in their day-to-day -day, uh, experience. I've also heard from teachers that they they want to be equipped and prepared to handle the new challenges that the pandemic has brought their way. Um, and I probably, for the most part, mean what our students are going through. So I know that for me, in the first month that I was, the only month I was back at school this year, I've been teaching special education and I've been teaching and, you know, I taught in group homes and, you know, with kids who had some pretty significant trauma histories. And I experienced in the first month of school this past year, such a weight that I had never felt before as a teacher. And the weight was just carrying around what my students were going through. Just in like regular, it was like such a normal part of our day-to-day -day conversation was like all these things that I thought, I haven't heard a student ever say they went through that before. Um, and so it became pretty clear to me that, oh boy, like our, our kids have gone through a lot. They may not even know how to identify it, but it was very heavy. Um, and then sometimes we know um, that students communicate what they're going through through behaviors. So behaviors are a communication of something and teachers have noticed, I've noticed too, that the behaviors that we're dealing with in schools are a lot more heightened and more severe than prior to the pandemic. So you take into account that at the same time, we had been grappling prior to the pandemic with really like how do we respond to and support kids who are exhibiting, um, you know, misbehavior or behavior that is not uh, unexpected behaviors, you know, not, not appropriate for the school setting. How do we support them and hold them accountable? Like we were already grappling with that when all of a sudden this past year, it, there was like an explosion of just uh, of behaviors that teachers really aren't equipped to handle. Not all teachers. And honestly, a lot of them, they shouldn't necessarily be 
handling by themselves. But the reality is they have been handling them by themselves. And that takes a toll. Even if you're, you know, you love kids and you love your students, when you're confronting, um, you know, certain types of behavior every week, every day, it just wears you down. It just, it does. I mean, it's done that to me before and I have a lot of experience with this. So, and it's happening kind of consistently everywhere. Um, and there hasn't really been an increase in mental health supports in our schools for adults or, or, or for kids. So that's something that teachers are really, um, have been asking for. Like we need to be equipped to handle or respond to the new behaviors that we're seeing. And also usually what's under that is like the underlying factors that are causing these behaviors. And then the third thing that I heard from teachers this year is, or actually I shouldn't even say that I heard this. It's just how do we do this within a broken system? So, I mean, I'll say it, I've I've said it before. It's not new. Our education system is not working. (laughs) Um, It's, it's broken in a lot of places and it had been prior to the pandemic. Again, nothing new, but now it's like at a, I don't know if you call it breaking point or a broke. Uh, It probably depends on who you talk to. And the thing is though, one thing is for, for sure. We can't, it's not going to be fixed before we go back to school. Some of you are going back to school in early August, like your teacher in service starts then. Maybe it's end of July, but I think mostly it's uh, beginning of August and kids start back like the second week. Around here, it's about a month later, but this system is not going to be fixed by then because it didn't just break during the pandemic. So what do we do? How do we reconcile all of this? How do we bring more joy into the profession? bring more joy into our own experiences as, as educators, how do we become equipped to handle the new challenges our students are facing within a system that has been broken and is kind of breaking us? How do we do that? I'm going to talk to you today about a few ways that we are going to to do that. And again, this is really what we're focusing on during our summer series. Um, And I'm really excited about it. So the first thing you're going to hear me talk about a lot is this thing called self-taught. Self-taught is the live summer event that is designed to equip teachers with what they need to have the year they want next year. So it's a program that I've been working on for the past several months, and I'm so excited. It's in July, um, and there is information on how to register. It's free, it's live, it's virtual. There will be replays. It's a three-part event, um, and there'll be time in between for you to catch replays. It can, you know, it can accommodate a bunch of people. So invite your colleagues, sign up, because we are going to use that as our anchor to really get in there and actually give teachers something to walk away with that's tangible to take with them into the new school year to help them be able to uh, be equipped to handle the the challenges that are new (laughs) Um, and not have to worry about, well, the system's not fixed yet. Okay, the second thing, and this is this is really the crux of the summer, uh, this our summer series, is that you're going to hear from teachers mostly this summer. 
starting next week, I'm kicking it off with uh, my friend Chad, and uh, he's on TikTok. And of course, you know, I love hanging out on TikTok. I find some amazing people there. And so next week, we are kicking off uh, with Chad, and I'm really excited for you to meet him and hear from him. We are going to hear from teachers all summer who have navigated these last two really challenging years and still find joy. Now, does it mean that they've completely like lost it and like not acknowledged or experienced any of the challenges? No, but you're going to hear from people who know or have experienced all of the things that have been real, real tough in the last two years for teachers, but who have managed to still keep this spark, this joy, or they know where to find it, right? It doesn't mean they don't have bad days. It just means that somehow they've come through and um, they're not part of the mass exodus of teachers. And I want to acknowledge that, yeah, there is a mass exodus. I podcasted about that way back. I think it was prior to winter break. I could see this coming. Um, However, I don't want that to be the only story that's being told. Because, yes, while there is an exodus of teachers, people, teachers are quitting. It's a lot more public because it can be on social media. And that is a real thing. And there are real, real challenges that are leading people to step away. There are also, though, teachers who are staying in. And there's no judgment on whether somebody steps away or stays in. But for those who are staying in the profession, it's important to hear from them because there are a lot of other teachers who may not know how to navigate the feelings they have, right? The challenges that that they've experienced and they may have lost some of that joy, but want it back. And so I, the best way that I think I can equip you, if that's you, is to hear from other teachers who have been able to do that. So I hope that as you hear from all different teachers this summer, uh, with all different levels of experience, that you're able to take something away from their experiences and what they've intentionally done in order to keep that passion, that joy, that love uh, for teaching. The third thing that we are going to do is we're not going to shy away from the hard things that need to be discussed. So we're going to tackle them head on like we always do, um, because as we are hearing about teachers who, you know, have maintained the joy or have been able to, you know, stay positive or be excited about the work or they're teaching summer school. And, you know, that to me is like, okay, like I always work summer school, but I can understand this year where people are like, I need a break. While we're talking about that, we also need to make sure that we're acknowledging like, yeah, like it's hard. And it's not that it's not going to be hard next year, but let's make sure that we know going in that it can be hard and that we also can do something to make it, uh, to overcome the challenge. So we're going to tackle the hard things. Um, the fourth thing is fourth thing is we're always going to share resources. So I'm always going to share resources with you as they come available to me as, or as I develop them. So like if I find somebody like you're going to get it, you're going to hear from Chad next week. He has a, he actually has, he has actual resources and just like a wealth of knowledge and experience and insight to share with you. I'm going to continue to do that. Because the more uh, variety you have and the resources available to you, um, it'll just be helpful, right? Not everybody connects with the same resource or not everybody can make use of the same thing. So trying to get as many resources to you as possible 
So that way you can pick and choose what works for you. And finally, I mean, it's summer. It's time to have some fun. I will tell you that for self-taught, I'm pumped because we are going to have so much fun. And you might be wondering, like, Michaela, how can a conference for teachers that is virtual and in the summer be fun? I promise you, you are going to have fun. You're going to learn but you're going to actually like be like belly laughing probably. Um, I have some people planning some super funny and fun things to keep it light um, and to keep that balance of like, we're going to work hard and we're also going to have fun. So that's what you have coming up this, uh, this summer from dissect ed. And I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be just um, a refreshing summer. And again, with a laser focus on getting us ready to, have the year that we thought this past year was going to be uh, understanding that, okay, challenges can come our way. So what do we specifically need and what tools, resources, and tips and tricks do we need in order to make next year, take control and make next year the year that we want it to be. You know where to find me. Uh, if you don't know where to find me, you can actually just go to drkeeganyadley.com. I will spell that. It's Dr. D R K E E. G-A-N-J-E-D-E-L-E.com, drkeeganyadley.com. Everything is there, and you can also register for the self-taught um, conference. You can also go ahead to the episode notes and check it out there. So that's it. I hope you have a great rest of your week. If you're still in school, hang in there. If you're on summer break, enjoy, I hope you're enjoying. Um, and you'll see me back here next week with our special guest, Chad. <music> Oh, 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 oh,